Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in the third and final hour here on Tuesday. And we've got a lot to discuss here. If you are just tuning in, we started off the program. I read an email, and I'm just going to read it again really quickly uh, so that um, people are caught up to speed with what we are discussing. This came from a listener, John, frequent caller. Uh, his daughter received this. She's a freshman at Bristol Aggie. She received this email uh, that was sent out to students from one of the faculty members in the school. Dear students, a day of silence is recognized each April in schools across the country. It is a student-led action where concerned students, middle school and older, take some sort of vow of silence to symbolically represent the silencing of LGBTQ students. This is to bring attention to the name-calling, bullying, and harassment and affect the silencing experienced by LGBTQ plus students and their allies. Did you know that 82% of LGBTQ plus students experience firsthand harassment or bullying in their school? And more than 30% of LGBTQ plus students reported missing school because they felt unsafe or uncomfortable. This year, a day of silence will be on Friday, April 28th at Bristol Aggie. If you are interested in participating in this peaceful demonstration, fill out the Google form below. I will create a list of students participating to send out to teachers so that they are aware and give you a card showing that you are participating. Then you do your best not to talk for the day, representing those whose voices are silenced. A teacher may need you to talk for tests or for safety reasons. If a teacher does accidentally call on you, you can politely show them your card. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. And so that's, you know, as I was saying before, people got upset when the LGBTQ plus community at New Bedford High School was concerned about the Sean Oliver memes and the lack of a response to them from the elected officials in the area that they held a walkout that was supported by the school administration, by the superintendent. They held a walkout in the middle of the school day and people were calling in saying kids belong in the classroom. They should be learning. They shouldn't be disrupting their learning for protests. Well, this is exactly that. This is students staying in the classroom and continuing to learn. And it's a way to uh, show support without having to be disruptive. But you can imagine how it went over with some of our callers. They went exactly as you expected. And, uh, and, and we are, you know, continuing that discussion here in this hour. So you can call in at 508-996-0500. You can also offer your thoughts via app chat on the WBSM app. Uh, Deb and Mattapoisett says, God bless you for putting up with these ignorant fools that just hate anyone who isn't white, straight Christians. You have the patience of a saint. And I, I don't know if it necessarily has to, well, you know, I always try to defend it and say, 
let's not bring religion into it, but religion got brought into it already earlier this week. So, yeah, I mean, if you if you think differently, there's going to be a portion of this of the listening audience here that's going to want to call in and and dismiss everything about you because it's different than what they think. There's a lot of people that listen to what we say here on WBSM who have thoughtful consideration of the topics. They may they may not agree with it. They may still be against this idea of students showing protest in any form, but you know at least they're listening and they're they're hearing all sides of it and hearing the arguments. And I think that's a majority of the of the audience. But there are just going to be a few people who are going to call up and say ridiculous things, and we have been in dealing with that not only um, on phone calls but also in the app chat messages. Uh, my good friend Miserable in New Bedford went on a tirade uh, in the last hour. Uh, basically sent, uh, what, six six messages within, well, five messages within a minute or two of each other. And I'm going to try to read them for you because, you know, I, I read all of them. I try to read all of them unless, you know, sometimes people write, please don't read this on the air. But I try to read all of them, even the ones that attack me, partially because I want to be fair and read them all and partially because I want somebody to see just how worked up somebody gets over a discussion on talk radio. Miserable's radio must not have come with an on-off switch or the ability to change the channel because, oh, we have been tolerant for a very long time. We don't need to hear this expletive deleted. Well, I, I, I don't, I don't think that is true. And you are not going to convince me of your tolerance based on your app chat messages. Miserable. Uh, let them toughen up and kick the bully's ass. Enough of this already. Let them have homeschooling then. Society doesn't have time for this expletive deleted. These are all individual messages, by the way. F drag queens, you're a closet drag queen. Uh, it's Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. Miserable. You and WBSM condone twisted sick behavior. You're right. We do. We absolutely do. And you know what? It's, it's our fault. We probably should stop condoning allowing you to send app chat messages with this horrible rhetoric and profanity in it you're right it is sick and twisted behavior and we are supporting it by allowing you to continue to use app chat i should probably talk to the id department it department and look into that but you know I, i'm trying to trying to give you the benefit of the doubt that someday you will actually contribute something that's worthwhile but you're right it is it is sick and twisted the way that you speak to me via app chat so maybe maybe we should stop supporting that 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. Uh, I'm also getting emails. I'm getting messages uh, from a lot of folks who just can't believe that this is the opinion people are taking about something like this. And really, when did we get this mindset that that there's there aren't protests in school? There have always been protests in school. Sometimes they are for things that are, you know, hyper school related. Like, you know, we had a protest when I was in high school when they wanted to go to block, block scheduling. That we, the students, did not like the idea of block scheduling. We felt that it was going to limit the, you know, you'd spend more time in a particular course, but it would limit the amount of courses that you could take during your time in high school. So, for example, one of the concerns was you could no longer take psychology and sociology because of the block scheduling. People were afraid you would have to pick one or the other, and they felt like that wasn't a good 
for people that were looking to pursue that that career. They didn't think that that was a good choice to have to make. And honestly, I took both, and I'm glad that I took both because it gave me a good baseline for understanding both psychology and sociology and led to me taking courses in it in college as electives. So I I got that firm basis from having these opportunities in high school. But so, yeah, block scheduling was something that was a new idea, and we didn't like it. We were we were pre-MCAS. I think my my class, class of 96, I think we took a a non-binding, you know, non, non-graded MCAS test. It was kind of like a, a practice for instituting what was going to go on with the MCAS test. But I can tell you that, you know, a number of students spoke up against that. We had the students that wanted to have a prayer club. And they protested and they fought for their right to get a prayer club. And they did. They, you know, because of the separation of church and state, they couldn't call it the prayer club. They called it meet me at the flagpole. But they were able to get the approval to be able to gather at the flagpole. You know, generally, like if you got off the bus, they wanted you to get off the bus and go right into the building. You know, you're not going to fool around outside. You're not going to hang around outside. You're going to get off the bus. You're going to go into school. And they got special permission to be able to gather at the flagpole and, and have their, their purse. Their, um, well, I, I don't know if they actually did like a recitation of prayer, but they were allowed to get together and have their, their, their time of reflection. I think they gave them like five or ten minutes. So they that happened from them standing up for themselves. So there's there's that's just my experiences in school. Some of you were older and, and remember there were protests against Vietnam in your school. We're here I'm hearing from people that have said that those very things happened. So one caller said, Oh, those things never happened in my school. That's why I asked where you went to school, because I'm sure there are people who went to school with you that might remember differently. Maybe in your particular school they didn't have it. But if you went to school in a place that somebody else listening did, then they might they might recall it differently. They might have taken part in something that you didn't know happened. Also, when you refuse to give me the answer, it's because you know you're going to get called out. You know, what are you going to say? Ah, oh, I went to New Bedford High or I went to Dartmouth High. And then I get a message from someone that said we absolutely had sit-ins at Dartmouth High. So... Anyway, 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. Um, of course, Miserable still wants uh, social services to investigate me and WBSM. I'm sure they're on their way. I get off the air at noon if you need to talk to me. Happy to discuss with you. Imagine that. Imagine that. This guy wants to call the authorities for my opinion. And I'm the one that lives in a in a horrible world. You want to call the authorities because you don't like my opinion about something. <laughs> the hypocrisy. It, it, it would be funny if it wasn't so tragic. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. Again, this day of silence is happening on April 28th. It is something that has been going on since 1996. Uh, It looks like it, you know, just I'm just looking at a Wikipedia page about it to get some background information. 
but it looks like it was first organized by students at the University of Virginia in 1996, and that in 1997 it went national with 100 colleges and universities participating, and then from there, um, over the last several years, they have included more middle schools, high schools, other colleges and universities. It includes students from all 50 states as well as students from around the world, including New Zealand, Singapore, and Russia. So um, there is a counter-protest that has happened as well uh, called the Day of Truth, which, you know, whatever. Um, trying to see if that is something that is still ongoing. Uh, I can't really tell from there if it's something that is still going on, uh, still ongoing. But, you know, again, when the New Bedford protests happened, the New Bedford walkout, students walked out of school to show solidarity for the LGBTQ plus community at New Bedford High School. And in concern over the lack of response from the elected officials in the school department over the Sean Oliver memes. And so people called then and said, you know, stay in school. You belong in the classroom. This is exactly that. This is staying in school. This is staying in the classroom. This is just not speaking for a day. And as I said earlier, do you know what a what, what kind of a commitment that must take for a high school kid to say, I'm not going to talk all day? If you've ever been around a teenager, they can't stop talking. So this is this is a significant thing that they're saying that they're going to do. And again, they have to respond if there's a if there's a question about you know for a test, a uh, question about safety, they have to speak. But it's just so that the student, the the teacher, when they call on them, they can have this card to show, oh, I'm participating. Say, oh, okay, so I'll ask somebody else. I would I would bet most of the teachers that day are going to tailor their lesson plan into just them lecturing rather than having the students answer questions. You know, maybe maybe uh, the AP English class doesn't have students read out loud that day. Oh my God, that was that was more of a bullying situation than anything when you had students read out loud. But so, I think that this is a great way for students to get their point across. Again, this is student led. It's not led by the faculty. This faculty member that sent this out is, from what John was telling us, is the advisor to the GSA in the school. So, yes, this would have to come from them. Um, but it's coming from the students, I would assume, as the organizers of it. And this is something that gives students the opportunity to get their point across without having to disrupt the classroom. As one caller pointed out, teachers probably like it because there'll be less disruptions that day. And I do think you'll find... See, here's here's the other thing that is I feel is, is, is wrong. Is there's so many people who look at the percentage of how many people are out there in society who are LGBTQ+. And they, they try to translate that into what the school community is. First of all, those numbers are going to change a lot as these school kids become... Adults, these school kids who are not restricted by binary gender identity and social constructs of, of, of what love is. So you're going to see a change in those, those statistics very soon.
but you're also making the assumption that the only ones that will, particip will participate are those students and that the rest of the student population doesn't want to show solidarity with those students. And I think you'll be surprised. You know, I, my son graduated high school last year. I've talked to him about this. I said, what, what was the perception? He went to Taunton High School. What was the perception in school of the LGBTQ plus kids? What, and, and of course, he said, yeah, there's always going to be people that are going to bully them and pick on them because they're different. But for the most part, he said, nobody, nobody at the school cared that the, the kids who were LGBTQ plus were and the kids who weren't weren't. And nobody made a big deal about it either way. It was just, that's, that's you. That's who you are. This is who I am. We all still go to school together. We're all still part of the same school community. And I think that that's probably more of what's going on in schools these days than people realize. And that's good because that means maybe 10 years from now, we don't get the same kind of phone calls and app chat messages that we get when we try to talk about these issues. 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in, hit us up on app chat. If you want to text in right now, I'm going to go to my first break of the hour. We'll be right back. In 508-996-0500 or hit us up on app chat or open line on the WBSM app. Uh, you know, I did, we can certainly get back into the discussion about this day of silence happening on Friday, April 28th. And I'm sure some of you are probably uh, getting similar letters home or your, your, your child who is a student is getting similar letters home about this. If you know of other school departments that are participating in this. Uh, feel free to let me know, 508-996-0500. But um, the letter that we received was from Bristol Aggie, from a parent of a student at Bristol Aggie. And uh, apparently it's going to happen nationwide on Friday, April 28th. So I'm sure there will be other schools in the area that are allowing students to participate. But one other thing that I want to bring up while we're talking about schools is New Bedford Light has the report today uh, in the school committee meeting last night. Mayor Mitchell asked for a vote for is the chair ex officio of the school committee. He uh, asked for a vote for a um, interim superintendent to step in after Superintendent Thomas Anderson leaves on June 30th. And the I believe it was Colleen DeWicke who said that she'd also received a request from parents and, and from folks who want to want to have an interim superintendent name. So they voted on it and unanimously uh, agreed that. Um, Andrew O'Leary would step in as the interim superintendent, and they are giving him that title for one year while they are in the process of searching for a permanent superintendent. And everybody expressed hope that um, that Andrew O'Leary would put his name in as a potential candidate for that job on a permanent basis. And, uh, you know, I've talked about it. Uh, Marcus has talked about it. 
Uh, Jack Blaine has talked about it here with us. I mean, I, I think the community as a whole, I, have, I haven't heard from anybody who wouldn't want to see Andrew O'Leary become the permanent superintendent if he is interested in the job. And certainly stepping in on an interim basis, you know, knowing now at the beginning of April, well, the, close to the middle of April, but knowing now that uh, he is going to be the person to take over when Superintendent Anderson leaves, but you still have Superintendent Anderson for a few more months, that will certainly help with the transition going into the next school year. And hopefully he is a candidate, and I think it would be a no-brainer for them to choose. And I'm sure they're going to go through the process. They'll go through the process of interviewing possible candidates and everything that comes with that. But it would be nice to see somebody who was an educator, who moved up through the ranks who became the assistant superintendent, who put into a lo- just so many of the initiatives that have been put into place. I mean, the man can figure out numbers like nobody's business. Being able to build the central kitchen, being able to build the new schools. I mean, he was he was the one working on these plans. So you've got somebody who understands all the intricacies of the New Bedford school system already and is a parent with students in the with a, you know, he's a parent in the school system. So he also understands from that perspective. He's not an outsider. And I'm not saying that the outsiders that they brought in haven't done a good job, but I think it matters to a lot of folks when you can promote from within. So I'll I'll be really interested to see how interested he is in that job and if he throws his hat in the ring, you know, how long does the search take? If you've already got the person who wants to do it, doing it on an interim basis, how long will that search last for? Again, they gave him a, a, a period of a year as the interim superintendent. I don't think it'll take that long to find whoever is going to be the new superintendent. But there is kind of a, from what I've been told, there's kind of a superintendent season. So they might have to wait until, you know, next, late next fall, early early winter, at the same time that a number of superintendents stepped down that led to Superintendent Anderson interviewing elsewhere. So it might it might be that there is a superintendent season that they have to wait for. I, I don't know how true that is. I think if you've got somebody that wants the job, you can give them the job when when you want to give them the job. But I'd be interested in getting your take on that. On that. 508-996-0500. I have yet to hear anybody, as I said, who thinks that, that Andrew O'Leary as the superintendent is a bad idea. I know, you know, teachers are not necessarily listening during the day, but I talked to some teachers. I know teachers in the New Bedford school system who are personal friends and just everybody likes the guy and everybody thinks that he does a fantastic job. But also there's a difference between being the assistant and being the person who does it, you know, when the buck stops with you. So there's there's a difference in that. Some people don't want to move up to that level of responsibility. Some people don't want to have to have that total overall focus and would rather zero in on the things that they can do best. So we'll see. But I, I think it would be a solid choice for New Bedford and somebody who I think would do that job for a considerable amount of time. I, I, I don't see him being somebody who would take the job and leave in, in six or seven years. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in on that. Again, I will also remind you of the article I have up 
about uh, Purchase Street Records m- making an appearance on WWE Monday Night Raw in the form of a sweatshirt on the back of Hall of Famer Trish Stratus. Check that story out, and, and certainly it just shows there's a lot of connections to New Bedford and the WWE. Of course, the SmackDown ring announcer every Friday night is Samantha Johnson. She goes by Samantha Irvin in the WWE because they can't let anybody use their real names, I guess. But she is the ring announcer every Friday night on Fox, national television. She just announced WrestleMania. She was part of a historic moment in WrestleMania in which they, for the first time ever, they had a championship match that featured two female competitors, a female referee, and a female ring announcer. So she was part of that history-making moment in the WWE. And, of course, uh, uh, Westport's own Teddy Goods has appeared on SmackDown as well when he wrestled Guter for the Intercontinental Championship. Well, I don't know. I don't think it was a title match, but he wrestled Gunther, who is the Intercontinental Champion. Uh, let's go to the phones. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Hi, Tim. How are we doing this morning? Good. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Um, I'm the new superintendent. You know, I know the trend has been recently to uh, have an international search for the quote-unquote best candidate, whatever your opinion is of who the best candidate is. No, I was no stone I that. unturned across the entire Yeah, world. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> To me, what what you think is the best might, might not be what I think is the best, whatever, and all that sort of stuff. But years ago, I had the opportunity to serve on a uh, search committee to get a, I got a superintendent in one of the local area towns. And uh, we picked somebody, and, you know, a school committee picked somebody, and we were manipulated into going this way if you want to get along, go along, whatever. But uh, after that gentleman left, I told the gentleman, I said, yeah, I'm sorry to see you're going, you know. And he said to me, well, you know, it's a big world out there. You know? And it was a time when things were changing that you didn't just get uh, somebody local to take over who was familiar with the system and familiar with the people and familiar with the area and maybe even lived in the area as well. And he says, but you know something? He says, the person that you get from 100 or 1,000 miles away is the person that you have right under your nose. Okay. So uh, this uh, Andrew O'Leary, I believe the man's name is. Yep. Uh, he's been around a while. He's familiar with the system. Instead of causing all kinds of uh, money to be spent, if you got that person as this former superintendent who was leaving told me right under your nose, you know, and everybody likes him, you're getting along with him, you know, why go through this? You know, to me it's just a dance, you know, to make it look good. Uh, so uh, I, uh, if he's interested uh, and he applies, uh, I hope they would... Uh, give the man a, a chance certainly if they hire somebody else from a thousand miles away or whatever who's got all kinds of credentials and you know recommendations and stuff like that uh, maybe mr olivia yeah, well i believe he hands, handles finance doesn't he yep <laughs> that's kind of important uh, maybe he might say well i'm going to move on and find yourself a new finance uh, you know, superintendent you know and i don't think that would be good so, uh, again, going by what I was told uh, many, many years ago, you know, the person that you get from a thousand miles away is the person that really you got right on your... And this person was much traveled, too, as well. He was a person who had been superintendent in a lot of areas. I think that was his specialty, traveling around and stuff like that. And, you know, he was, was impressive. I wouldn't say he wasn't, you know, and I liked the person and everything, but 
That's what he told me, and I think that was pretty good advice. The person that you look for a thousand miles away is the person that you have right under your nose if you just you know look for him. Yeah, or and, her, or and, her. and I'm always a supporter of trying to promote from within. If you if you have somebody in the system that you know is 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 building themselves toward that job, well, not, not seems, every system has that. Yeah, it, it seems like you know from the people I hear talk on your radio, uh, it seems like they feel that this, this gentleman is is the person, and. Uh, Again, um, to me, if the person feels miffed that he wasn't, you know, given a good look over, he might turn around and leave. And now you got your finance uh, gentleman uh, leaving, and that that might be a tougher thing to find. He, you know, he, he understands the most important thing I would think in there besides the education of the children is, uh, you know, finance. How, how do you, especially as New Bedford is facing having to replace a number of older school buildings? Oh yes, yes, yes. So. Uh, Again, I don't know the gentleman, but just from my past and, you know, serving on a, a search committee in the past and seeing how it was done, uh, you know, if you've got the person right there in the palm of your hand, why are you going to go looking around? Uh, in, in the end, ultimately, in the end, the person who will decide is one Jonathan Mitchell. Because, oh. you know, basically he's he controls the school committee, you know, and it, it will be what he de- decides to do whether to go on an international search or national search or whatever or, or to accept and, and, and have him promote this uh, gentleman uh, it will probably be come down to what he he wants to have done let's let's face it you know all right well, and, uh, thank you for the call I okay Tim uh, hey, hey, uh, enjoy every sandwich my friend you as well <laughs> bye bye and I, I'll say this so in the New Bedford light report it you know it mentions that Bruce Oliveira said he hopes the committee will be more involved in the search process than in the last cycle as hiring the superintendents is one of the committee's primary functions. And that's what happens when you have these these search committees that are created, when you have these outside, you know, these uh, professional groups that are hired to, to try to find, you you know, the basically headhunters trying to find new candidates. And I think that's a signal right there. The fact that everybody on the school committee wanted Andrew O'Leary to be the interim superintendent and the fact that Bruce Oliveira excuse me, is publicly saying he wants the committee to be more involved. It sounds to me like the the school committee wants this guy to step up and do the job. And again, hopefully he wants to have the job as well. 508-996-0500, you are next on WBSM. Hi, you're on the air. Yes, how you doing, my friend? What's on your mind? I just wanted to call you and thank you and uh, commend you on the way you handled the LBGT issues. Thank you. you, know, you do a fair, you do a nice fair job. Uh, you know the kids are all upset. I mean, let's face it, we'd be fair to say they're under attack. But I just want to let you know that uh, you know it's refreshing to put on the station and uh, and hear people that are open-minded and uh, you know making a difference. Like I say, after twelve o'clock, that doesn't happen. But I just want to thank you very much and for your kindness and your understanding for that group of individuals. God bless you. Well, thank you very much. You have a great day. And and uh, let's squeeze in one more here before we have to take a break. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Yes. Good. Uh, good morning. What's your uh, name? The alleged the alleged incident that happened at New Bedford High School last week. Is there any truth to that? I haven't heard any more of it about a faculty member grabbing a student by the neck. So from what I from what I've been able to read, we didn't get there was nothing reported to the police. 
the school department has only said that there was an incident, but they haven't given any definition as to what that incident was. So uh, there's been, I guess there's been some reports online, some people who have posted some stuff. Uh, some other outlets have reported some things on it, but I, I haven't heard anything more solid. Something, it seems like something did happen, the extent of which I can't speak to. If the uh, news uh, room could follow up on oh, they, story, they're, no, they've definitely then, they've definitely been asking the questions. Okay, that's all I need to know. Thank all right, you. No, you have a good day. And uh, that, that's the thing is, you can ask the questions if they they don't give you the answers. There's not much that you can do. And um, social media rumors are just not enough. They're not substantial enough for us to to report. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. We're going to take our next break and be right back. <laughs> Welcome back in 508-996-0500, and uh, we will try to take more of your calls. Uh, callers will get right to you, but before we do that, I want to mention to you about my friends at Precision Window and Kitchen Incorporated. You're definitely opening the windows today. It's like 60 degrees out there today. It's going to get a little warmer even. It's going to be beautiful weather. You want to be able to let in some of that nice, fresh spring air. So you open up your windows and you realize, ah, I forgot, this screen ripped. This screen got torn up in a storm during the winter. This window got cracked during a storm in the winter. Whatever it may be, Precision Window and Kitchen can take care of it. They can replace a single pane of glass. They can replace a, you know, repair your screen. They can replace the window. They can replace all your windows. They can replace your entryways. They can do a full kitchen or bath remodel. No job is too big. No job is too small. They will do it all, including the jobs that the other guys just won't do. So if you want to find out more about their work and if you want to see some of the materials they use, you can stop into their showroom at 1111 Akushnet Avenue in New Bedford, or you can just go online at precisionwindowandkitchen.com. They've been doing it for over 35 years. They know how to get the job done right. Check them out, precisionwindowandkitchen.com. That's precisionwindowandkitchen.com. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Hello. Hey, good morning, my friend. How's it going? Good. Last night, I went out there to UMass Dartmouth for the vigil. Mm-hmm. And um, just as the sun was setting, I was looking up. I, I'd been there briefly, went grabbed something to eat, went back. So I'm coming out of the um, where the cafeteria is, where the Wendy's and the Dunk is there. Yep. And as I'm looking at the tower, there was a black red-tailed falcon going around and around, and then he landed and he went up inside to the very top. And it was like, it was powerful. And I spoke to a few people. I know some of the staff. I actually know a few students out there. And I would just love to support. Tim, it was amazing. About 500 people. It was about 25 minutes. It was powerful. And they did a reading. The professor from the uh, visual arts, um, that's her, that was her major. She's a senior. going to graduate in May. In her own words, what art meant to her, mm-hmm. it, was, it was incredible. And the love and support that everybody was given the two families. Um, I was glad I was able to make it out. It was a little chilly, but great showing. Everybody was respectful. Um, most people shut their phones off, so you didn't hear ringers and warnings. It was crazy. But and then something you might unrelated. Go on Channel Ten and go back and they did they did an article a couple of days ago 
from Chipatchet, Rhode Island. A guy had his own train built, and he went to different owners. He has a 10-mile track. Wow. And it's kind of stuff you would put, like, in the amusement or, like, a smaller version of a little bit bigger than what used to be at, uh, or I guess still is with the zoo here, but it was pretty cool, and it was right up your alley. Absolutely. Right right, right up my track. Uh, yeah, he, literally, and, and, and he's from Chapatchet, Rhode Island. Chapatchet's one um, of my a favorite guy towns. From Texas designed it, and so you should go and look at it, Channel 10. I go to Chapatchet all the time. I go to the go to the restaurant there, Tavern on Main. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's a good spot, yeah. So uh, next well, time I go, I'll, I'll have to Burrowville, see. Burrowville, so I find my way that way sometime, too, so yeah, no, enjoy your day. Uh, you as well. I believe I believe it is a um, a village of Burrowville, or maybe a village of Greenville. But either way, it's a village. They have Harmony. They have Chapachet. There's a couple of little villages there. All great historic stuff there. But Tavern on Main is one of my favorite places to go to out there because not only is the food amazing, it's also haunted. So it's a pretty cool place to hang out and spend time. Uh, I go there quite often. I will certainly be there this coming summer when I'm taking part in the uh, the Ocean State Paracon because. It's like tradition to go there to eat something after the Ocean State Paracon. I usually just go on Sundays, but I think this year I'm going to make sure I go Saturday and Sunday because I, I don't get out there enough. So it's okay to have restaurant uh, dinner at the same restaurant two nights in a row when you don't get out there that often, right? All right, got to take my final break of the hour. We'll be all right. We got about two minutes left. Let's finish it off with a phone call. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Yeah, I didn't call for your sympathy before. You know that? Well, I still offered it anyway. No, you didn't. You said I don't. I don't uh, grant you any sympathy for the way I think. Okay, after I told you what I just told you, and you say that on the radio, bro. No, I didn't say that. Yeah. What I said was that I felt yeah, bad for no it, but it's, it's hard. You I said, said it's no hard to feel bad for you for when you call in and present it that feel way. Bad for me, dude. After what I've been through in my life, dude. Okay. Well, you don't seem to have you're any sympathy punk. for anybody you're else. You're a punk. I ain't got no sympathy for them people. You're a punk. You know that? So you don't have any sympathy for fat anybody boy. else? That, that go- yeah, fat boy. I got no sympathy for people. Why don't you come down here and say that like to my that. face, buddy? You're a real tough a guy on the phone, boy. aren't you? You're a fat boy. That's what you are, bro. Yeah. Well, I'm you're a, a real tough guy, guy phone, too. Dude. You want to know where I live, dude? Come on down, punk. I don't need your Fairhaven cops backing you up, you little faggot. That's a phone number that's blocked. Come on now. Come on now. That's how you're going to act on a talk radio program? You don't deserve the privilege of being able to call into a talk radio program. Come on now. What I said was I offered sympathy as you were telling me what happened to you, and I am sorry for it. But what I said is you're going to make it hard for people to have sympathy for you when you can't extend that same sympathy for other people. But you want to call me names and you want to make threats? Okay. You're not adult enough to handle having a phone call. You're not adult enough to be able to call into a talk radio show. So just know that if you if I don't get your phone number blocked when you call in, I'm just going to hang up on you. You've earned that. You want to call me names? You're not, you're, you know, and, and people call me some, you know, if the name is appropriate. If you want to call me you know, crazy liberal. If you want to call me whacked out leftist, I'll take that. But you're not going to call me derogatory names and insult other people while you're trying to insult me. All right. Enjoy every sandwich. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. 
Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.